Test. Test, test. One, two, big penis. Test, test. One, two, big penis. Put my mushroom in your mouth. Yeah. No, I just hear you. All right. Well, there you go. Problem solved. I just saved you $2,000. You were just about to go buy a new computer because your fan makes noise. It's pretty bad when the fan is overpowering this recording. And I'm not impressed that you're talking into buying that. Oh, you're welcome. Because now it's no longer on sale. And And you have $2,000 on your visa. Not on your visa, sorry. The thing is, this is going to die, or it's going to make these things super more harder. What's that line in the movie? If if he dies, he dies. Yeah, I won't have a replacement, though. What or movie? I'll have to shell out retail for it. What movie was that? There's always sales on computers, because there's always dummies out there wanting to buy them. Everyone who buys a computer is a dummy. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I got my uh, little container of ketchup chips. I've got my vodka and uh, Caesar mix. We've got my refill for my homies right here. Oh, he does have a full. That's a half. half. This is a 40%, 1.14 liter glass bottle of vodka that's almost halfway done because. Since the gyms have closed, I've become an alcoholic. Well, most Canadians would call that a 26er. I don't know what that means. It's a 26er. What does that mean? That's the size of it. No, I know what I've heard 26er before, but I don't associate it to a 1.14 liter. That must be ounces. 26 ounces, maybe? Oh. Uh. This is my winter drink, anyway. That's what people missed. You didn't even start this thing right. It wasn't supposed to be a cold start. It was supposed to be a a coming hot start with like, hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome to uh, SDC. We've never left, baby. We've always been here. We took a two-week sabbatical, and people go crazy. Well... Everyone else takes a little hiatus for summer. Yeah. Why, yeah. why weren't we allowed? We were the hardest working podcast for how many years? Can we take like six months off? Hey, speaking of what, wait, where's my picture there? Why are you picture in picture now? I, I apologize to the listenership because Joe's making us do this through Skype, which is awful. And we have to turn up our noise canceling so high that I imagine our voices are like flying in and out like we're in a CB radio uh, in a Cessna airplane. See, dead quiet until Joe chomps, and then you'll get the chomping sound. No, I was just thinking about if I should... uh, I can change my noise cancellation if you want. I think my computer calmed down. Can I try changing mine too? Joe's going to edit all this, so... Oh yeah, because I got nothing but free time, baby. So we don't we don't have to worry about 
There, it's on auto now. How's that? Nope. All background noise. <laughs> Why? Because. There you go. Now you're fine. Now you saved yourself $2,000. Now we're back Just to CB radio. Cancellation. What do you mean you, CB radio? You know, on an airplane where you got, you know, you have to talk through the, the intercom, the CB, and it cuts out all audio until you talk. It won't open the mic until you talk. So oh. like pilots go to get their mic to open and go, hey, how's it going over there? 82, Niner, Niner, oh, this Niner, is Skype, Niner. baby. Hey, check this out is my, awful. Uh, check out my new chair. Oh, that's classy. Joe's got uh, an executive chair. What? Go ahead. That is not the. What were you looking at? You were looking for the Batman chair. It was the. It was called the Dark Knight chair. <laughs> but, How ridiculous! Uh, is it that? was uh, five hundred dollars, and this chair only cost me twenty dollars. What? Uh, Facebook Marketplace, baby. Oh, good. I'm proud of you. See, that's reasonable. It's used, but it's like barely used. There was like. Even there's like barely any wrinkles in the uh, in the pleather. Just think what people have done on that thing. Funny. Just think, well, just think what I did on it last night. Remember, I I'm like a dog. I mark my territory as soon as I get something. Hmm. So anyway, it's but it looks good. It's extremely uncomfortable because oh. you know how I like to tilt back and then put my legs up on my desk and and chill out you can do it it's just not comfortable but my other chair was like there was a uh, seat padding was falling out on the floor both armrests were taped up with uh uh, uh electrical tape and uh, uh packing tape it squeaked like nobody's business it yeah, was, it was uh, horrible it was done. It got, how long have I had that thing? That was at our first house in uh, Newmarket. And then at the other house and then, then at this current house. So, geez, like 15 years old. He, he blows through houses like he does. Uh, and I, only, I paid 140 for it. And I couldn't bother, couldn't be bothered to throw it away. So now it's sitting in my garage and I don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah, you do. Oh, you got to take it to the dump. That's going in the dumpster at work. No. What I'll take no? it to the dump. It's only like 10 bucks. That'd be like minimum five, maximum 10 to get rid of it at the dump. You could even put that with all the other broken chairs at work that go somewhere, that go to the broken chair factory. <laughs> <laughs> they just, you mean they get just get recycled and given back to us? <laughs> yes here's a chair from another room it's new to you even though your ass cheeks are sitting on concrete and you cuts off the circulation to your legs and i now have sharp shooting pains that stab me in my right butt cheek thanks work all from the chair there's a guy in, in one of the other rooms across the hall that's got um he got one of those big circular balls that sit on a rolling pad. Yeah. And he, he loves it. 
says it's good for his core and it's, it's been better for his back too because it forces him to sit upright. Yeah. In theory, that's how it works. Yeah. You could not do that. Uh, I could use better posture, that's for sure. If you got that, I would have to get you a helmet. <laughs> I think we know what would happen. Thanks. Thanks. So what else has been going on? We're back. This should make a couple people happy. Maybe uh, Kevin or whatever moniker he goes under now uh, can stop busting chops. Are you upset that Kevin changed his name on some platforms? Was it on all platforms? Listen, I can't keep up with that guy. He's always trying something new. It's uh it's a whirlwind. It makes my head spin. You're totally against when someone changes their brand name on their uh, properties, right? That makes you you upset. When people change well, their brand. Right? It doesn't upset me that they change it, but when you work hard enough to get an identity yeah for for you know a number of years i don't know if it's the best thing to arbitrarily suddenly change it and then pick up a new persona and then also you know what i mean oh yeah like i like you- i like the name buried on mars to be honest with you if you named yourself like something like my life in music or something like that yeah, and went that's... by that for a number of years and then and decided I... to change Excuse yourself me. to like toys the... and and beer, that would be upsetting, right? Once again, I got to say you're wrong because it wasn't a number of years. It was I was throwing It was actually less than it was actually less than a year or just over a year. I don't know what you're referring That's to. I'm just making something. Well, up. I'm just making a point. That's significantly different than someone who's had a name for five plus years. Well, I think for the record, Kevin is still going by Barry Don Mars. It's just, I think the, the thing changed on a couple properties, but uh, he still goes by Mars. Your shirt is making you camouflage into your background. You're now just a floating head. <laughs> your flower uh, shirt. Well, first of all, uh, if anyone is not aware, we did come back already for an episode. It was for the Cartridge Club charity stream, which happened in December. Uh, me and Joe did a live uh, podcast for full on two hours. And uh, uh, we put it out can there. I, can I also say, I think we were the... Have we were we the first ones to do a live podcast for the charity stream? Yeah, we are the first ones brave enough to challenge the system and just do a talking podcast during a game well, stream. Actually, it was requested by fans. So there you go. The the amount of fear that was involved in uh, certain organizers to approach Joe 
with the very idea of recording himself again was a bit staggering. Um, what are you talking about? For the charity thing? The intimidation that you put out there for people to I said uh, yes right away. Engage with you. I said yes right away. There was still lots of anxiety about how can what maneuvers can we do to get Joe involved? This I don't want to have to talk to him. Can you talk to him? That well, maybe we'll go through Bill, see what he says. Yeah. He can warm him up. Are you are you done making stuff up now? <laughs> Am I? Ridiculous. Hey. I'm the most approachable. Really? Really? Yes. That's how it works with the big stars. We got to go through back channels, right? Do you think Kennedy just talked to Khrushchev? They had to go through the back channels, had to do some diplomatic uh, maneuvering through well, Switzerland. Worked out in the end. Yeah. Uh, Joe publicly says, yeah, of course, right away. And then I get the blast after when he gets private with me i get blasted for it why'd i agree to this this stupid lots of flowery words went along with it for the couple of months leading into it uh no i just said it's very stressful <laughs> very stressful it wasn't stressful the organizers did a great it was job stressful because uh, as always i like to do a good job so that was part of the issue I got okay. no I'm doing it. The stress was like, okay, it's a gaming charity stream, and yet we're going to come on and just talk. That's true. That, you were. That was the stressful part about it. Yes, you did. And you got all of this, you know, talking points in order, and we're, we're flipping out about doing two hours. I'm like, dude, it'll, the first hour will be gone instantly. It's nothing to worry about. Well, sure enough. I just wanted to do a good job. That's all. Well, what we said to the people watching was if you want us to come out of our uh, hiatus early, you know, give to the charity stream. And uh, if we make a certain goal, we will uh, commit to uh, bring the podcast back on a regular basis. And Joe even committed to um, not being chased to do the podcast on a regular basis. And lo and behold, donors did come forward, ponied up some moolah, and uh, got us to re-sign. Till the next charity stream. I'll have to say, though, it was fun, actually, doing the charity stream. Once well, thanks got... to those donors. I want to thank the donors for doing that. Yes. Do you want to name them? No, they want to rename, uh, remain anonymous. Oh, that's convenient. Good. Yeah, you don't need to embarrass people. Come on, man. Why are you always about embarrassing people? Leave them be. Well, just before you tell the story, how much fun you had, I, uh, I just want to. Well, I wasn't, but get, give the transcript on not chasing Joe for the the new year for the podcast. Tuesday, January eleventh. No, no, sorry. Thursday, January sixth. One week into the new year. Want to try recording tonight, bro? Question mark. I send him. That's at 649-656. Power move, 20-minute wait. I can't tonight. No explanation. 
end. I can't tonight. Was he busy? No, he was not. So then we move forward five days later, another week. I'm still waiting for Joe to figure out when he's not busy. I'm not hearing from him. So there's a lot of chatter on Twitter. Uh, people asking about STC pod and Joe saying, oh, it's in the works. Don't worry about it. I'm watching that going. It's in the works. Tuesday, January 11th, 6, 6.36 p.m. 6.36 p.m. right after supper. Is it in the works tonight then, Joe? Is it in the works tonight? You guys sense the sarcasm? That was 6.36. Later that night, 9.05. 9.05. I reach out again. That's right. You thought you're, I, I was going to say Joe answered. No, I reached out again and said, I'm still waiting for the works to happen. And there was still no answer. In fact, I didn't get an answer till I saw him at work the next day. What did you have to say to me then the next day? I chastised you for one. This is what you like to do. You like to send me a tweet saying hey wasn't a tweet or uh, a text message saying hey let's go tonight yeah yeah like within an hour giving me like an hour of a heads up kind of thing where what do we need um well i need to have material written down i need to have ideas formatted i need to have like i gotta i gotta be like what if i was like Wanting to play a game that night or do a video or just watch TV. Yes. So that's, there's a whole bunch of scenarios. I got to spend some time with the kids before they go to bed, that kind of stuff. They go to bed at 530 at night, so it's well past the bedtime. So, you know, you can't can't expect me to jump when you're like, hey, I've got nothing to do, so let's just do a record. Yeah, and tonight in a are, couple hours, let's bang one. Other out. people are doing something, maybe. He's not. I I have plans, even though I don't do stuff. He's got no plans other than dressing the set in behind him with records he doesn't listen to, Please. and uh, coining the phrase "Hi guys, hi guys, hey guys." Trademark. Yeah. Oh, super original. So, yeah, no chasing so, around Joe this time. All right. So, anyway, that was started. You said that started at January 6th. It's January 13th right now. I got to sneeze. So, that was a week. And we got the first, you know, we got the first record out of the way. Maybe. We don't know if this works. Oh. I don't know if the sound quality is worthwhile. Oh. It probably isn't. I apologize. I'm sure it's fine. If it's crap, we'll try something different. Anyway, I got some. I got a question to ask you. I, I got. Uh, remember how I said I was contemplating some of those sixty-four games to get rid of. Got a. I got a bite on one. What do you think about this? Um, guy wants Diddy Kong Racing, 007 Golden Eye. Pokemon Stadium and Mario Tennis. And they're they're basically all four of those are within a couple dollars range, but basically about 30 bucks each Canadian. Just dump them off. 
Mario Tennis, I don't really care about. Pokemon Stadium, don't care about. Diddy Kong Racing, I don't think I've ever played. Those are all, like, necessary games for the 64 collection. The stadium one? Yeah, if you're going to have a Pokemon game, sure. Yeah. I just don't care about the 64 that much. So that's that's part of it, right? Anyway, so it comes to, what, 127, you know, if you're going by price charting prices. Let them go for what? 110? 115? Wow. Because the, the... I said I, I told the guy I'd cut him a deal if he bought, you know, you know, more than like two kind of things. So I can't believe Coliseum dropped that much. But hey, if you want to get rid of them, get rid of them. You got yeah, someone think? on the is line. Is that a good price? Go for it. 110? Yeah, why not? 115. Then it's done. All right. But we are still hoping for a Barry Game Exchange this year, right? It's still possible. I think it'll happen. I just, you know, we're... I don't think there's going to be any new listeners to this episode, but you know where we are in Ontario. Um, you know, it's not the state, so it's a little more stringent, a little more locked down. And I think when was the first Barry show supposed to hit up? June, March, was it April? Something like that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if there'll be one in April. The way this uh, Omicron's going on, so. I could see maybe the fall one. Mm, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, what's going to happen? Do we get hit with another uh, variant? And how many times is it going to happen, right? Yeah, we all got to get it. That's how they're playing it now. They're yeah, but you get it. And you still, still, you're going to get it again. Yeah. It's not a one-time thing. Um, all right. So I was doing selling off the 64 collection. Probably I've thrown my whole PSP collection up and I've only sold one game on it so far. The final fantasy collection. Mm-hmm. So something's not working with that. Well, maybe people are wondering why you're getting rid of all this stuff now. I mean, our listeners, why are you getting, why are you, uh, oh. Um, because why'd you get it in the first place? Well, because the some of the PSP games are like, you know, they're well known titles. They're they're from a good line of games like the Final Fantasies or the Harvest Moons that I got in there or the other whatever else was in there. I can't remember. You always said you would never play PSP, so why'd you buy all those games? I don't know. Uh, they've been sitting in a box on my floor for about uh what two years now three years i think the french have a word for it merde uh poseur 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 uh do i have a picture of what i got 
Like they're all decent titles. I don't know what the flip is going on here. Well, Final Fantasies. There's a Lunar, Silent Hills in there. Legend of Heroes, Harvest Moons, Katamari, Patapons, Local Roco, Racing Games. There's like Fantasy Star, Star Trek, a bunch of Final Fantasy, Astonisher Story, Phantom Brave. Ease, Disgaea, all decent titles. But, you know, I'm more of a Vita guy. I'd rather play a Vita over the PSP. And I, don't, I still don't have a PSP, so let's just start clearing out some room here. I'm drowning. That's the thing. From what I understand, the PSP console still, it's like commanding top dollar, strangely yeah. enough. So why aren't the games... Uh... Yeah, I don't, I'm not asking you eBay prices either. I just go by whatever it says in price trading, which is usually cheaper than eBay. Yeah, yeah, so, it's a little bit off. I don't know. Maybe Facebook Marketplace isn't working for that. But so that was that. Get rid of that. Um, I asked you today about that Castlevania Requiem. If you're interested in uh, going on the pre-order of it for Limited Run Games, because it's got. Um, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. And you said? I don't give them my money because it's a huge ripoff. Well, it's 39 for the disc, U.S., plus shipping. Exactly. U.S. plus shipping, which is crazy. So forget about it. We can get that digitally, and I'm sure we already own it Listen, in uh, its original forms. We're not... Is your name Kevin? No. Then you shouldn't do it digitally. I don't need the poseur for that. Really? Uh, Show me digital. your little bookshelf there with your physical games on it. If it's digital, we can. I can just boot it right up. and. You don't know that this is digital. There's so many Castlevania collections on the PlayStation Store. That's got to be in there. I've seen it on sale so many times. I think I'd like to get it for the Switch, though. Like, to play that word. I didn't see it for the Switch. There's got to be it digitally available for, like, 12 bucks. Compared to the, by the time I get it, in my hand, it's like $70 Canadian. Mm. Mm. No, it'll be less. It'll be, like, high 50s, low 60s. But the key word being, I would play it. Joe would not. I, so I don't see. I will play it eventually, but <laughs> right won't. now, I finished that for Forza Horizon on the 360, which was a fun, fun game. Yeah, that's like 20 minutes. It's driving. No, not if you try to get gold on all the events. Did you try the ones that I drove? Yes, you tried. The stupid thing was, though, I wasn't using, there's a rewind feature, right? So if you. Right. Yeah. I wasn't using that. I would, if I was losing a race or screw up, I'd restart the race from the beginning again. And then near the end, uh, I go, this is just taking like way too long. Yeah. So I started using the rewind for probably the last five races. And then definitely in the last one, because the last one 
basically traverses across the entire map almost. It was like a five-minute race at least. It was fun though. You should try. But is there another Paradise City if you're liking the racing, the fun racing? Paradise City. Or was a Burnout Paradise I played on the? I played one on the three or my uh, PS3. I think it was Burnout Paradise that I played. Yeah, that would have been it. It was fun. I liked it. I finished it too. But I thought there was another Forza Horizon. Well, I know there is, but I don't know if it's on the 360 or did they leave them for the next-gen Xbox? No, I think there's at least one more. Okay. So I want to try and find that. And I'm still trying to find a copy of Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. It was $49 Boxing Day prices at Christmas time. And then immediately after, they jumped it back up to $79. So, I don't know where I'm going to find a copy of that or how long it's going to take. Don't worry about it. I'll play it in five years. Well, it's already been two years. Wait another three. So, I threw in Lost Odyssey on the 360 and started that back up, but... I've always wanted to try that. That's an action RPG, like created by yeah that one's like it's like three discs though eh? that was even more than that is that it three no no more than four but i'm pretty sure it's three because there was like some guys developers that split away from what was it final fantasy or something they're like i want to do an rpg the way i want to do it and they Hmm. created this one with like a backer by um there's like a an actor or someone who backed them too who am I thinking of? Was an actor or no? Are you thinking an of athlete or something? No, like that? that's not Lost Odyssey. You're thinking of um... oh shit! They just did a re reissue of it too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. No, it's not Lost Odyssey. I know what you're talking about though. They, it was with yeah. that baseball player guy, right? Baseball, and then he got okay, the uh, he conned some sort of city council to help donate money to build the game studio. And then it all went bankrupt. Oh, right. Well, edit this part out. I don't like making mistakes. What was it? Crap. Oh, well, STC. Can't remember anything. So that's where I'm at now. Started up a lot of Odyssey, but I'm really jonesing to play. Ghost of Tsushima. Shush, shush, shush. Goose. I saw... Sushi. If we want to talk games a little bit longer, I did see the the new trailer for the new Horizon Zero Dawn game. The Forbidden West. That looks like it's going to be just more... I saw the initial trailer, but I don't want to see anything more of it. I don't want it to... Well, I just give you a look on what the new lands look like, the new tribes that are there. Now, is it too soon, though? For us? Uh, Since we just played it. Actually, since I just played it twice and put over 90 hours into it, at least. It's just right for me, because I I imagine I can get right into it and play it and not be fumbling with the buttons right away. But 
That's for the. Oh, there might be a PS4 version, right? They there show will PS5 be. footage. There'll be a PS4. Okay. However, I haven't they, been they would have to do a PS4. No one has a PS5. Yeah, I haven't been playing games much. Last thing I play, I'm trying to get through the Wolfenstein Colossus for a while. But I got stuck at this. He finally gets caught after this whole career of Wolfenstein games gets caught and put on trial. And I'm stuck in this courtroom scene because it's just him with zero health. He breaks out of his bindings and he starts, uh, you know, beats the first guard, grabs his gun and you're off to the races. Of course, they keep piling enemies into the courtroom. All of this stuff you can hide behind is just wood. So they just blow it away. And you're just dashing from cover to cover trying to shoot people. And uh, it's frantic and I can't get past it. And I haven't turned the. Turn the you uh, told me that months ago, though. Uh, you still well, haven't got that, out of that scene? No, I haven't. But thanks for playing along and acting like this is the first time I've told you. Oh. <laughs> do you forget the, how we do this? Well, yeah, we keep it real. <laughs> I had to do uh, what? Go on. I was just gonna say, there's just been too much to watch on TV and stuff, movies, streaming, lots of good stuff, lots of good stuff to talk about. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say we could talk about one bad thing, and that's uh, the Wheel of. Even though I'm the biggest Wheel of Time fan, the uh, the series was released on what Amazon Prime. Yeah. So after years, they finally made it was what? How many episodes? Six or eight? I was thinking eight. ten. No. So they finally made this fourteen book massive series from uh, Robert Jordan uh, into a, a. They've done the first season, if you want to call it a season, and there's all this anticipation for it, especially for me, because, you know, I I haven't finished the series just because, I was, as I was explaining to you when I first started it, Robert Jordan was doing, like, the um, Game of Thrones guy thing where it would take him two years to write a book. Like, these books are massive. They're, like, three, 400 pages, right? So I, my uncle introduced me to book one, and then at that point, I think there was maybe like the first three or four books out. So I plowed through those, fell in love with it immediately, got to whatever book it was, and had to wait a year and a half, two years for him to pump out the next book. So at that point, I'd start over again, read pre- read the books that I've previously read because I forgot what happened read the new book and then have to rate or wait again. So rinse and repeat probably about three times. And I've only made it to book number eight or nine. And then I haven't touched them in a number of years, but I was looking forward to the series and you and I were having this argument where obviously because of the size and scope of the series of books, they had to take some liberties and trim and do this and that. And, uh, they took a bunch of liberties, which I went off on you about, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. And I, I had heard that from uh, like news articles and stuff that the the series was going to find its own path a little bit, which it has to do because, like you said, the uh, yeah. the, the world is so well, like even even character liberties in terms of appearance. You know, you there's very few illustrations within the actual book, so you go by what you know, artist renditions they did for the book covers, right? And the covers, the art on the books uh, span over the front and back of the uh, sleeve. So you get this visual idea of what the characters look like. And then they almost went away and did something completely different for who they cast to be the characters in the TV show. Rand works... Because he's tall, lean, redheaded, matches uh, his lineage in the book. But the other guys, like, you know, Perrin, who's his childhood friend who works in a blacksmith, is supposed to be a lot more massive, stockier. Uh, Matt is, Matt fits the character because he's like a gambler, mischief maker. But, you know, the other two main characters, Moraine and Lan, don't sort of match up. And then other people from their village don't match up. So it really throws you off when you've got this whole idea of what these people should look like in your head. And then they didn't bother doing it in the show. And so you're unfairly knocking the show for their casting. Well, maybe you got it wrong in your head. No, I don't. Yeah, I I like my interpretation. We all are, are imagining how Joe reads a massive tome like the Wheel of Time books, and we understand why he doesn't remember the entire book when he gets done. So, yeah, I've before I went game crazy. You see the shelves behind me. I used to have two more of those that were full of books too until I trimmed my collection down to like one and a half bookshelves. So I've always been a reader. I'm just saying. It's like that saying, sometimes you don't want to meet your idol because it lets you down. This TV show, for what it is, is still a letdown compared to, you know, how good the books are, so... Well, again, we're talking six episodes, and it's really just the jumping off point. It is. And for me, who didn't read the books, it was a fun adventure. It was. See, I never thought you would have liked it because it had that. I don't want to say like teen flavor to it at the start because of the cast. Focusing around, what, the five or six young individuals from the village? Yeah, but they were they were banging and stuff, so they weren't that young. Aaron was married. Yeah, but it's like those things, you don't live that long, so you get married young kind of thing. No, that was fine. It was just, I... got to go to you with a few questions which was nice because you know they have to gloss over so many things so i would just 
ask you a few to fill in a couple blanks in in the lore and how the powers work and who this group of people are because they 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 don't waste much time you know doing flashback or you know histories of who you're running into so which is good because it keeps it moving but then also it's nice to talk to someone who read the books just to get more of the backstory when you have well, time the the books are very well written like it's it's not <sighs> when they do you know like i probably the first fantasy books i read were like you know like the dragon lance and the forgotten realms fantasy books you know like margaret weiss tracy heckman all that stuff right so you get used to a certain type of fantasy in there in terms of like you know yeah certain there's certain weaponry that you get used to as well as magic you know casting spells was all about that genre and then i've read other books where it's like they do d- different interpretations. It's not about like learning spells and casting them and, and memorization. It's like, uh, some parts it's like, I don't know, only females can do it or you need certain rings on your fingers to be yeah. able to cast spells. Um, and then the wheel of time did it differently in terms of like, there's this one power that men and women can both draw upon um, but the men, the side of the one power that the men can pull from has been corrupted by this one evil, dark lord, I guess, or entity. And because he's corrupted the male side of the source of power, um, certain men that are able to tap into it eventually go mad and crazy. And uh, unless they're stopped, they basically almost destroy the world so the ladies say yeah like in the book the book starts off with thousands of years in the past where one the the current dragon who is like the male uh the main male sort of uh individual who could draw power from the source uh, loses his family, so he goes crazy and draws as much as he can upon himself and ends up destroying the entire kingdom, countryside, creating like a, a, a mountainous volcano that's erupted around him, killing everything for like leagues around him. Um, so that's sort of like, uh, I don't know, it's just like a different way to interpret I guess the word magic, I hate using the word magic, but. Well, that's, that's how they explained it in the show. That's very accurate. If you're a dude and you uh, can conjure this magic, you better watch out because these ladies are going to hunt you down. It's not, but you're not even conjuring it. So you're thinking magic as casting spells. I was just being generic to uh, be more inviting to the audience to listen to us. Hmm. I don't want to upset you. Sorry. Sorry. It's just a really, it's such a good series. It really is. And then, of course, Robert Jordan dies before it's unfinished. Before it's finished. So 
his family had to bring in Brandon Sanderson, who was already a writer. Um, and then he had to look at all of Jordan's notes that were left over and somehow piece together the last is it, two or three novels in the series to finish it off. Well, I hope they come back for more seasons, but you know, the ending wasn't satisfying. As you can imagine. It wasn't because the ending. that wasn't as good as the battle that they did in the books. I, well, from what I can see, what I perceive is they had to like have something, but they didn't want it to be complete. So they yeah. just do this, you know, kind I of get a teasing ending. Like, yeah, it might be on Amazon, right? And I'm sure, I forget what it was, what budget they gave the show, but it was a fairly substantial budget. But at the same yeah. time, you're still limited to like, you know, it's, it's still not a movie production, right? It was pretty cinematic. I know, and but it was, they're, they're not using the same technology that like um, uh, Jackson did for the Lord of Rings, where he, he completely created his own new uh, animation program and studio to help animate the armies and all that stuff, right? No. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. How much budget did the Wheel of Time TV show get? How much? Okay, I found this on the web for how much budget did the Wheel of Time TV shoulder. Check it out. Right, check it out, Joe. Check it out and check Wait. out this lesson on grammar. Take my shirt off for you. Uh, with episodes worth $10 million each, Amazon's big budget fantasy series, the Wheel of Time enters Game of Thrones territory. And they spent money on promotion like crazy. They promoted that everywhere. But if you want uh, the perfect show that's on Prime right now, just get into the expanse. We're in the final season right now. What could so, be wait? What's that season? about again? The expanse. Wait, was that that you know, space one with uh, said, Frank Jane? Yeah, he was there early on as like a detective in this sci-fi world in the future right if you can imagine you know mars has been colonized and of course earth is still you know becoming crappy environmental disaster as it goes along but mars is colonized and they also colonize this asteroid belt for resources and stuff like that but that creates like three separate cultures that are all at war with each other and so the the series it kind of explores. Just wait until that's done, right beside the microphone. I'm listening, dude. I got my earphones in. Go ahead. So this, uh, how you know those cultures are at war with each other, how they come together, how to fight a greater problem, and uh, you know there's a persecution with the people in the belt. You know they're like the indigenous people of earth kind of thing, what they go through. That's what the people in the belt go through. So they want this revolution and you're following that story. Plus the universe just explodes into this huge thing that goes beyond just the, you know, where we're at. Let me, let me ask you this is a Husky voice still in it. Oh, well, by saying yes, it's kind of a spoiler that, Oh, but uh, well, I wasn't actor, expecting her to die. The act, 
acting is spectacular, but the space physics is is what sells it. It's like uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot, how they just did the space battle so perfectly. You know, it's not like Star Wars where they're flying around like airplanes in space. It's all done so wonderfully. The physics, the gravity. Gravity only turns on when they're firing their booster rockets, you know. That's when they get inertia enough to convert it into gravity. And then when the engines turn off, no more gravity anymore. And their stuff starts floating around and stuff. You know, it's really good. See, I, I, found the, I found the acting to be bad at the start. But I, I didn't get – I only got through the first season – Things things start going crazy after that first couple seasons because they, you know, we're doing this kind of detective story, and it just like chipped away into this big giant diamond that's unearthed out of the the rock of this detective story. It's really mm-hmm. worth sticking with. Like it started on Sci Fi Network and then it moved to Prime, so you can tell there's a budget increase at some point too. And the creators got a little bit more time and resources to uh, craft their story. So stick with the expanse. It's in season six right now. So intense. It's excellent. And uh, if you want more expanse after you watch each episode, the creator, the guy who wrote the novels and creator of the show sits down with uh, one of the main actors, and they do like uh, a podcast after show. After I thought you were going to say he sits down with Chris Hardwick and does another after show. <laughs> it, it is an after show, but it's it's those two, and they bring on the main cast and talk about it for about forty minutes. That's on YouTube. It's pretty good. I don't want to turn people off, so I'll briefly touch on this. But um, are you going to watch the? Wait, do I want to talk about first? <clears throat> Have you given up on Star Trek Discovery? I've hate watched all of this season so far. Because I, I caught up to season, the current season, episode four. And that's where I've left off at. The but current season? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it awful? And you hate every character? Well... Did you see those effects I was talking about? The fireballs in the back of the bridge that go up like Wizard of Oz? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Awful. Uh, awful. They're, they're fluffing it up too much. Like you're, And I don't know if it has to do with how they're, they're writing her, her, the main char- person's character, the captain. Ugh. It's just things feelings. They're play, they're playing it up where everything has to be like sort of happy go lucky. So all, much feelings. All good at the end kind of stuff, right? Dude, there's there's one episode where they're in a time crunch. Like everything's about to be destroyed in like 90 seconds. And the one guy stops and decides to tell his backstory. And she's like, "Yeah? Okay, no. Let's talk about it. Take me there. What happened?" And I'm like, you got 90 seconds here. Yeah. We don't I noticed have time. She's executive producing some of the episodes I've noticed, especially the more recent ones. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Anyway, I I like season one, two, and three. Four is, is what it is. But I brought it up just because Picard starts up in uh, February. 
And uh, I saw a teaser for it, and they've got they brought uh, John Delancey back as Q. That's that's a winning combination right there. Yeah. Riker will be back for sure. Data's going to be there. Uh, it's going to be lots more surprises. That's going to be a lot to look forward to. But how long has it been since season one? Of Picard? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, he was having issues walking around, I think, in that first season, right? He's pretty frail. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really worried. Like, it's... I don't want it to be one of those things where he's there, but he's always sitting down or just, you know, taking taking a couple steps kind of thing. Yeah, I well, it might be. I've seen him out and about, you know, on social media, and he's, he's old. He's old now. But he's in an Android. Bo- well, sorry, I was going to say he's in an Android sure. body, but yeah, that's uh, maybe but. people haven't seen that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a major plot hole the first season. But the body ages like a normal body. Yeah. Hey, can I have the so. super old body if we're going to do this? Is there can a super just, old uh, one? Can you make me a body that's <laughs> going to die in fi- uh, whatever? <laughs> Five years like I would normally. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Give it a tiny penis, too. Put me in that old model. Well, since you got me talking about Star Trek for a minute, indulge me. Indulge me for a minute with uh, my favorite Star Trek property that's on right now, which is Star Trek Prodigy on Nickelodeon. This is the so-called kid show. Uh, for the animated cartoon Star Trek show, supposedly for kids on Nickelodeon. If you want old school fun adventure from the original series or the original animated series, this is it. It's delivering 100%. That last episode, I was like watching it with my little kid and pointing at the screen constantly going, you, you see what's happening? Look at this. Look at, she had no idea what I was doing. I was going crazy. It was so good. They, uh, I hear your, I hear static again from you. Anyways, they did that for whole Kobayashi Maru simulation. Oh, that's was, my, that's my beer fridge turned on. <laughs> my compressor is, uh, Wow. Heavy duty. Anyways, at least check out that last episode of Prodigy. It was so, so good. I'm loving it. Start I can't. I've just got too much to watch, man. I got to start up uh, Dexter. That's what's fun about this 20 minutes, 23 minutes. Just pure adventure. You got to do Dexter. And you can watch it with your kids. Do you remember them? Who? You. I'm too busy making sure they got a roof over their head. Yeah, okay. Instead of putting them to bed at 5.30, let them stay up till 6 and watch a half-hour episode of Prodigy. I, we, extended, uh, we extended their uptime by 15 minutes, so they're in bed by 7.45. Oh. Wow. Anyway, I, uh, I've been talking about it for a long time. I finally finished watching all the theatrical theatrically released Marvel movies in chronological order, not release order. Mm-hmm. 
including Black Widow, which was in there. Wow. This is you've forged quite a path in this since last time. And I, I made my kids watch them all with me from the beginning again. No. I don't believe Because I had left I left off originally the the last one I saw in the theater was whatever it was before Civil War. Because Civil War's always pissed me off. The whole premise behind Yeah. That infuriates me. Yeah. We're gonna fight, but I don't really want to hurt you. But still fight. You don't believe in me politically, so we're gonna fight. There's no stakes. I don't believe the stakes. That's the problem with it. Again, it goes back to the Batman versus Superman nonsense. Which or is, X, X-Men versus, uh, you know, whoever the X-Men fight. Well, they didn't fight anybody good. X-Men versus... Uh, no, they're always against Magneto's guys. No, no. Remember when... We bought the comic series together when they did it again. It was X-Men versus... Uh, Avengers, yeah, X Men versus Avengers, yeah, because uh, uh, the Phoenix was returning to Earth, and the X Men wanted to like save her, but the Avengers are like, nope, she's got to go, she's gonna destroy the Earth. So they had a big fight with each other. So anyway, we got through all those. So the next, I got the next on the list is Loki, followed by WandaVision. Good. Next up in the series. So I finished Hawkeye, which was fun. That was a fun series, but uh, more more present is, of course, I saw the latest Spider-Man movie, which was an incredible, fun time. Nobody's talking about it. They were closing our theaters. Oh yeah, they were closing. They're like tomorrow theaters are closed, so I'm like, get my ticket now. So Bill thought. That's a good idea to go to the theaters while, got, there, while there's a Omicron variant going on. I everywhere. got uh, an N95 mask, Doesn't welded matter. that thing to my face, and uh, didn't touch anything. And uh, it's such a fantastic movie. Talk about nostalgia bombs just bombarding you in the heart the whole time. It's probably unnecessary. Uh, so both my kids saw it. The big kid saw it before me. She she uh, cried during it. It's pretty touching. It, for a Spider-Man fan, it's a must-watch. It uh, makes the new Spider-Man series complete. It fills it in. Makes it the real Spider-Man. But I, I do have news for you. This is going to... I know this is going to catch you out of the blue. I think you might be excited for this because you like this sort of thing. What Canadian high school drama did you think would never come back again? I saw it today on the news. Oh, the Degra- Degrassi's <laughs> coming back again. Coming back on HBO for Christ's sakes. Is it HBO Max? This is not a. It's going to be shot in, in Toronto. Uh, made by a Canadian company, but it is completely funded by HBO. Well, that's different, so it won't be on regular television. I don't know what Canadian deals will happen. It's going to appear on HBO Max, and they're also getting the uh, rights to the 
14 seasons previous. And then it will also appear on the Cartoon Network at some point, the mm. uh, backlog. Now, in Canada, I, I, I got to assume we're getting it somewhere. But uh, I thought that was well, we, pretty interesting. We have HBO, so we're going to get well, it there. But I mean, on our conventional, to have Degrassi not on a conventional channel in Canada seems... Listen, I don't need crazy. to see any more Degrassi. I've been forced to watch it for years and years. Painful. Agreed. Pain read. Maybe you know what? Maybe it will be. I wonder if they're going to go a little bit hardcore with it, and that's why it's on HBO. Mm. Like I watch this show. Of I think it's is it HBO? Yeah, but Degrassi's always been about sort of. Uh, you know, shit goes wrong for these guys all the time, but there's oh, yeah. always a good moral behind it. It's not like they're like, you know. Yes. It's identity crisis of high school and drama of growing up. But as I was saying, on Netflix, I watch a show called Sex Education about teenagers in high school. And it's like full on. It's a great show. I'd are, the, are the original creators of Degrassi? coming back for anything of this or do are they involved in any sort of way what are you shaking your head for i i, I was talking about something and you just uh don't listen and make your own question that we must answer as you punctuate it with crunching of a it's ice cube an important question i think it's a valid question this production company behind it is the production company that owns the IP, but I don't think the original showrunners are are part of it. I don't think I I couldn't put it together when I was reading the uh, press release on it. Hmm. So, but yeah, what if what if that's what they're going to do? Bring it back, but it's going to be like uh, full boobies and you know butt shots and stuff. Of high school kids? That's what I mean. This sex education show, it's a, it's a British show, and it's like these kids are learning about sex education full on. Full on. You wouldn't want to show your kids this. But, I mean, the show is great. It's the one with Gillian uh, Anderson. Remember yeah. I told you about it? Yeah. It's shot in Wales. It's gorgeous. Uh, great show, but it is it is it is serious, serious business. But this is what kids go through nowadays. They're going through serious business. So I went through playing video games and playing guitar in high school, and that was it. <laughs> With the uh, the Polish kids? No, not not in high school. No, did you say playing guitar? Yeah, that's you, when I was taking you, oh, guitar you, lessons and was in a band with two of my buddies. We were a, we were a trio. Oh, please. our drummer our drummer was a singer. Okay, yeah, was <laughs> it was it Rush? We, my buddy was the bassist, and I was on guitar. What was the name of the band? We didn't have a name. We just played in his basement. And w- what did you do? Played guitar. You were the sole guitarist. There was no so other guitarist. That's what I mean. Trio. So you, it was a power trio, and you were holding, like, well, you were we were, we were power something. I don't know what. <laughs> do we have audio of this at some point? You'll never fucking hear it. <laughs> I would love to hear it. Yeah, you know, I was in bands growing up in high we school. Were, we we were had like, names. We even rented like uh, 
multi-track recorders. Okay. So and did a, dubbing and stuff. And Yeah. A band that does that has a name. We didn't have a name. Surely you had a name. We didn't have a name. So what would you put on your multi-track tape? Nothing. We just asked recording songs that we liked. Joe and the Halftones? Yeah. Joe and the Mushroom Tip? <laughs> Did you try out for, like, the school, you know, the school thing? The talent show? Uh, we did once, yeah. And you played they it? Didn't like, they didn't like the song that we uh, auditioned with. It was too sexual, so they didn't let us uh, perform. What song did you Which I was actually grateful for because I didn't want to do it. What song was it? I don't remember. Don't worry about it. What, Barracuda? What was it? No, don't worry about it. I'm what? not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about it. What difference does it Never make? Never mind. What song was it? Forget I brought it up. Dreamweaver? It just had sexual innuendos in it. How long was your hair? in a Catholic high school. How long was your hair? I don't know. Did you have rock hair? Rockstar no. hair? You're at Rockstar hair. I don't know. It was just it was normal, man. It was parted on the side kind of haircut bullshit. You're playing the guitar you have still now? Les Paul? Yeah, still the same one. How'd you have that much money to get an American Les Paul standard in high school? Because uh, I had to pay for it on layaway from... Um, Long McQuaid. That's some layaways. Yep. They held on to a Gibson Les Paul on layaway. Yeah. Who do they care? They're getting their money anyway. But you weren't singing. You weren't no. backup singing I can't at sing. all? Nope. Fuck that. Can't say. How's the drummer going to pull that off on his own? He, because he practiced a lot. He was big into Rush, so he was. Uh, other songs that were simpler were easier for him to do. What? What school was this? Just the Catholic school in my town. Yeah. What? What name is it? Maybe they have something. Nope. I'm not Maybe. saying, dude. There's like a yearbook photo yeah, or something. Okay. I do have all my yearbooks though from my school. What were you like wearing to the audition? What would you wear to rock star it up? Jeans and a t-shirt. What was on the t-shirt? It's probably just a blank black t-shirt. Oh. Yeah, generic. I didn't wear t- like uh I didn't wear like, you know, shirts with shit on them. Well, shit, um, were you wearing your super tight shirts back then or were you like normal shirts no dude i was a toothpick in high school i'm still a toothpick you know, you're like looking at my tits all day today for some reason what yeah you heard me correctly who was you <laughs> could stop looking at my tits well, you came in wearing a 12-year-old shirt today. It's like it wasn't. This is a large power move. You, you don't power in. move. You think there's a motive behind yeah. everything. Oh, my there's God. There's no modus operandi behind 
me oh. wearing a normal large shirt. I can't get any bigger than large. You were strutting with that shirt tight as anything, all lifted up around the bicep and stuff because you can't pull it down enough like Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know what why today was. Important. This is what I got to put up with every day, guys. Crit- I get criticized. I get overanalyzed about everything. Uh, hey, I had to do uh, a sink repair. So keep this in mind every anytime. Uh, this is uh, the portion of the show where we talk about this old house. You know the water shutoffs under your sink? Normally, yeah. like the builders, the ones that the builders put in are the standard fucking cheapies where it's like... Uh, uh, it's like you're turning off a faucet, like the old school faucets, right? It's not like the lever ones that you should have that are oh. are more, um, they can't wear out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of is lever. You're saying yours is like a, you spin it like an outdoor faucet? It, it, no, it doesn't. It's not circular. It's oval shaped. Oh, but yeah, of course. Yeah, I got those two. Yeah. They're the standard Sorry. ones that almost yeah. probably every single house has in it that the builder puts in. Anyway, over time, they tend to wear out if you use them because you never really turn them off. So I had to do, I had to change um, the hose under the sink that feeds the hot water to the dishwasher. So I had to turn off that valve. I changed the, uh, the steel flex hose going to the dishwasher. And then, of course, when I turn on this valve again to put the hot water back on, um, it starts dripping on me like very fine drips, right? So I put this I put this plastic Tupperware container under it just to say, all right, maybe it's just loosened up a bit; it'll harden back up and stop dripping. I forgot about it over time. I get a text message from the wife the other day. Apparently, it had filled up over months and months, and uh, I don't know how long it had been overflowing, but there it was causing water underneath the sink so i'm thinking like i gotta do this big welding job of having to cut off this shut off put on the proper one they should have put on all this nonsense right i'm thinking like i know guys that don't do anything to their homes ever and never have to deal with any of this shit and i change one hose and suddenly it causes a whole chain reaction of stuff that causes me extra work right so I was all ready to, I went to Home Depot to get the parts to, to do the welding on it. And um, the guy there actually said, here, why don't you just do this first? He got, so if your thing ever leaks, and it's the same one, you'll find them like behind your toilets, anywhere in the house, right? Anywhere there's a shutoff that the builder put on. You can actually unscrew the knob that you use to turn on and off. You can take that off and then, you can take off the middle part that goes inside of it and just replace it with a completely new part and reseal it. Literally a two-minute job. With the water still on? No, you turn the water off to your house. Okay. Right? Yeah. Do this, do this replacement job, which literally takes from unscrewing the old one to putting the new one on under five minutes. 
and it hasn't dripped on me for three days. Look at you. So it's just an idea in terms of, you know, instead of being frustrated about having to weld and do all that nonsense, I didn't realize they made replacement parts for this thing. Weld. So I'll keep that in mind. The hell were you going to weld? The blowtorch. Right. You got brass coming up, I take it. What? You got brass pipes coming up. For copper pipes. Copper. Yeah. Well, most of us just have it's just PVC pipes nowadays. Yeah, you don't have PVC that are feeding hot water. Yeah, I do. Not under your sink. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. What do you think it is? Because the PVC pipe is like inch and a half to two inches, man. No, it's not PVC. It's it's whatever this is. I guarantee you got metal pipes coming out, out of your floor no. under your sink. It's bet on it. I'd be more than happy to take that bet. I want to take a picture. Oh, my God. If there was a way to save money, a builder's going to do it, and they stopped using copper like years ago. Well, whatever it is, man. It's p- the plastic hose. I no, see right here. it's, it's the basement. metal under your sink, though. It is not metal. It's freaking hose, and then that goes into the big PVC. No, it doesn't even. It still goes, the hose goes right up to the to the whatever. What? There's no metal. There has metal. to be. You and your marble and metal and all this. You should see yeah. how normal people live, really, one day. Hey, speaking of normal people, Eric tweeted that he was, uh, he ordered himself a retro AVS system. So I was thinking about getting one. You know, the, the, they're the flat loading NES systems. Yeah. What about it? You want to get it on it too? You want? Probably not. Like I have a, I have a top loading NES right here. My buddy Chris Roberts gave me, mm-hmm. and that works great. Oh, and right. it plays it plays on my CRT. Yeah, but it doesn't yet. play HDMI out. But it looks just like HDMI on a real tube. Mm. See, do that. Mm. Who cares? Since when did you care so much about being? That is such a poseur kind of thing to chase this pixel perfect dream of the NES. It's not pixel perfect. Well, what just, we're looking for is this with a CRT. Listen, That's I'll admit it. I'll probably never play the thing if I get one. We know, like your last thing, you just had to get that still in the black sealed box. Well, that's the different. Analog. The analog <laughs> NT Noir. That's nutty. There's that's no completely sense. different. It's not something that's going to be in the Smithsonian. There's no reason to keep that sealed after spending all that money on it. That is bonkers. So the listeners know nothing has changed. It's still as crazy. And there's logic behind it. Listen, there's logic behind everything. All right. All right. Are we good? Yeah, 117. That should uh, make Kevin happy there. We're still the, we're still what, the the most productive, most produced podcast? Yeah. Highest episodic. High, highest, yeah, I don't know if we can go bi-weekly anymore, but. 
I say we go bi-weekly. Well, that's what you promised people. So What? That's what you promised uh, people. Derek, pull up the uh, record of that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what was promised. Especially the no chasing part. By the way, if anyone is looking for a, a freelance producing gig, this podcast is looking for a freelance producer to specifically to wrangle Joe in their free time and uh, edit and produce and publish the show. If you want to do that, that's good. That looks good on a resume. You can say that you produced uh, an award-winning podcast and published it on a regular basis. That's pretty good, eh? Well, to be more specific, you could say you produced and did whatever to the first award-winning podcast of the Mm -hmm. Cartridge Club. Yeah. I don't believe Fandango's yet won an award. Do you? Um, why you laugh? Why did you turn away from the microphone and laugh? Let Kevin uh, hear you laugh. Oh, you are so concerned about everyone else. I don't Let understand. Kevin hear you laugh. I uh, I did want to thank everyone who joined us in the charity stream, got us back on the job. So thanks everyone for that, and the uh, organizers of the charity stream. Thank you for that, and uh, thanks for coming back and joining us on this first episode back. Whatever episode number it is. It's massive. Oh. Mm. It's a massive number. The biggest number anyone's ever seen. They're talking about it everywhere. It's how big this number is. Huge. It's huge. A lot of people are talking about it. Um, don't forget, if you want to email us, we're at start to continue mail at gmail.com. You can find this podcast. It originates on the Anchor Podcasting Podcast Company, whatever they call them. But you can get this anywhere. All the podcasts outlets and uh, and reach us directly on our twitter accounts if you want dm yeah uh joe is at canadian moves canadian moves angry no. canadian moves bill is joe. uh drunk joe is uh still. i'm at ac decepticon still AC decepticon. letters ac decepticon and Bill's at uh, STC Pod. That's right. Okay. Uh, I don't right. know how to end this because I don't know how this program works. So I'll leave that up to Joe. I'm in charge uh, tonight. I did the whole record myself. Hey, and I'm happy to report that Joe will be posting it and posting it.